Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Hi friends, and welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. My name is Megan, and I am the founder of She Lives Purposefully and the host of this podcast. And I am so excited that you are here and that you are listening. Um, And I hope that you were so encouraged by this episode today. Um, As you probably already found out from the title, I have a really special guest with us, somebody that we've had on the podcast before. Um, We are going to have Bethany from Girl Defined. If you have not heard about or really dived, dove into um, Girl Defined before, I really encourage you to. It is such a great Christian resource for women um, and they just really touch on, which is something that I love so much about them, a lot of topics that people don't really talk about, but everybody needs. Um, so really things that you feel like, I've never heard somebody talk about this, but I'm struggling with this. I promise you they probably talk about it. Like they are so good and so solid in the word and in the Lord. Um, I was actually talking to somebody um, a couple of days ago who was just saying they heard my last podcast with Girl Defined um, and they were like, oh, I love Girl Defined. They have impacted my life so much. And it's so cool that you, you know, had them on the podcast. And I was like so excited to tell them that they were going to be on. This was literally last week. So I was like, they're going to literally be on the podcast next week. So um, Bethany and I recorded this a little bit ago. So I'm going to let you listen to the recording. But but so this podcast is um, about singleness. And this is one of my favorite topics. I think just relationships in general, singleness. Um, because I think it's really so important and, you know, as we'll talk about with Bethany later, I really think as a culture at large and as a Christian culture, we put such a huge emphasis on relationships and marriage and like how amazing that is and it is so amazing. Bethany and I are both married. Um, I got married three months ago and, and it's such a good thing, but singleness is such a good thing. And I just love talking about that. I really feel like, praise the Lord, that I lived the season that I had being single really well, like dove into a lot of opportunities and and really um, am glad that the Lord allowed me to do that. And I think it's so important to talk about doing that. Even though, like full transparency, I was not the most content single person, but I do think it's important to live those years well, whether you have a yearning for marriage or not. Um, so anyway, we're talking about all of those things. Bethany too has been single, had been single um, for uh, a bit before she got married. So I'm going to let her tell you all those things and we're going to dive in. I'm so excited. Thanks so much for listening. And with before, actually, before I hit play on this recording, be sure to subscribe to the She Loves Purposely podcast. And if you feel so inclined, leave a review. Love you guys. Okay, Bethany, thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. I love that we get to talk about singleness and it's one of my favorite topics. Even though I'm married, for some reason, I just, I was there for so long in that stage that mm. it's like, anytime I get to talk about singleness, I'm so pumped. <laughs> no, I hear you. I know. I just, um, a lot of my followers or listeners will know, but I just got married a month ago. Um, but like you said, I think it's just such a, such an important topic. And I know, at least personally, in my own season of singleness, like, I can probably count on one hand the amount of times that I was, like, perfectly content and happy being single. Um, But also, I do feel like 
despite that, I try to really live it well. And so I think it's so important to talk about that. Um, and in just listening to just in years past of different videos you've made and blogs and things like that, um, I know that you love to talk about this, like you just said as well. So, um, but you did mention that you were single for a little bit. So how, how long were you in that single season? Yeah, you know, so I, well, I got married when I was 30, which for me was like way later than I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like a teenager and I was your typical like girly girl. So I was like all about crushes on guys and like, thinking about my future and everything like that. I just loved all of that. And I remember thinking like, oh, you know, if I got married at like 21 or 22, like that would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I just like assumed that would happen. And so for me, when my, you know, like I was in relationships and stuff, but none of them were just like, just wasn't right. And it just wasn't, I knew I didn't want to settle. I didn't want to be like, you know, just settling because I wanted to be married, but it was hard. And I will admit that like getting married was a massive idol in my life. Mm. Like I really felt like I needed marriage and that new like life stage to be happy. And so uh, like, yeah. I'll admit, like I stayed in relationships a little, way longer than I should have. I got back together with guys that I knew I shouldn't because I just was so desperate. And we all know that like when we have an idol in our life, something that we're thinking we need other than Christ in order to be happy, it distorts our thinking and we mm. totally do things stupid things and foolish things because we feel like we have to have that. So I'm so grateful for God's grace and mercy (laughs) along the way in the journey of singleness and just life in general. Um, But I think I love talking about this so much because God, he was gracious to me by not allowing me to settle, but also Hmm. I feel like he gave me extra time to mature. He knew I would need it. He's (laughs) like, "Uh, Bethany needs some extra time. Like, (laughs) so having that extra time to just learn and grow and learn from my mistakes I would say a lot um, before getting married was now looking back a huge blessing so it's not the story I would have written for my life but Mm. it's one I'm actually grateful for yeah isn't that incredible too how the Lord just does that like it's not even remotely anything that we would have had planned sometimes but it's actually the best possible thing um, which is just incredible too and I don't know if you can relate to this I remember people like telling me like you know it'll happen when you least expect it and me and my friends are like we could not be more least expecting it than like for the past multiple years like when is this coming Um, so I totally can relate to you on kind of idolizing um, just marriage and I think um, that culture and even sometimes just like church culture can really affect that very heavily just because you know it is such a good thing like marriage is such a beautiful thing and relationships are so sweet Um, but but first and foremost, it's not like a promise that God gives us. Um, And two, it's not, and I think we can see it sometimes as this, almost like a level up status. And like you said too, like an idol or like um, something that we just need to attain in a sense. And like once this happens, we'll be happy. Um, But in reality, it's not that at all. And which means like if God doesn't promise us to us that it's not mandatory for a life of purpose and joy um which is why I'm so excited that we are talking about singleness today because I think sometimes we spend so much of our singleness years I know I did just waiting for that relationship um but to really being able to almost claim the season that we're in and own it and being like okay like how can I glorify the Lord right now how can God use me right now why am I in this season and like what can I do for that season and, and what I'm in right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I, I love what you said like it's 
it's okay to acknowledge like that marriage and that desire is a good thing and it's a god-given thing you yeah know? he created adam and eve and then he created the you know the institution of marriage and so i think i love that like we don't have to hide that from god we don't have to pretend like it's a bad thing um i know for me like throughout my years of singleness just acknowledging like god i really want this and i really desire this and I'm really praying for this, but then also having to learn how to trust and surrender at the same time. It wasn't a matter of, like, I have to get rid of this desire or else I'm not godly. Right. Like, if I desire marriage at all, I'm just, like, you know, not content. And I'm not, no, it was like, wow, it's possible, like, in this strange way to balance both of those things at the same time. By one hand, God, I really want this. But at the same time, I'm really, you know, trusting you with this. And it's, yeah. it's hard. It's something we cannot do on our own. That's why we have to, like, cry out to God literally every day. And I know for me, especially at that stage, like, many times a day, like, mm-hmm. I'll be the first one to say I wasn't like, oh, God, I surrender. And now I'm just so happy. It was, like, sometimes <laughs> multiple times a day. And I will tell you, I was that girl. I'm really tall, so I would I would catch a lot of the bouquets at weddings. I was that girl that would catch, like, every bouquet. You yeah. Know? Like, so many. And people like, oh i'm like trust me it ain't like i'm just like it's not happening you know um so it's hard because you do have those well-meaning people too on the outside yeah like oh you know like you're so cute or you're so nice or what why wouldn't a guy like you and you're like trust me i'm trying to figure it out you know? right like, oh. so it's hard because you have your own feelings you're trying to wrestle with them but then like you said also things people are telling you it's just it's confusing so my heart goes out to you if you're in that stage and you're listening like I get it. Like, it's hard, and each of our circumstances makes it a little more difficult. So just know, like, we see and we acknowledge that it's hard because, you know, it's the the, um, the future is unknown, and I think that's what makes makes it the most difficult. Oh, that is so good. I think that is so true because um... – yeah, I think if we if we knew like, all right, this is exactly what the Lord has for me and this yeah. is when it's going to happen, then I can thoroughly enjoy the season that I'm in, you know, because I know what's coming. But we don't know what's coming. We don't know how it's going to happen. Um, and so there is almost that anxiety and need for control to be like, I, I need to be absolutely in control of the people that I'm with and everything I'm doing and I can't let go of this. Um, so I, and you kind of touched on this just now too, and I really want to jump into this topic. How do you, as somebody who is single, um, whether you are, you know, approaching a relationship or there's just like nobody around that you can see, um, how do you handle that desire for man for marriage, um, or just a relationship at all, um, while in the season? Valentine's especially was always a day oh, where yeah. it was hard, you know, and as much as you would try to like, okay, I'm just going to be happy and do stuff with my girlfriends. Like it can be really hard and that desire can be so much more present. So I know there are seasons where that desire is more present than others. But for me, um, I, there's a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs three, five through six, that really became like an anchor for me during my singleness and especially a way to trust God and really you know, not like I said, it's not that you have to give up that desire, yeah. but it's just keeping it in its right place. And so Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, a lot of you are probably familiar with it, but it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And this actually became the theme of my new book, Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. Um, and I actually share my entire journey in that book because this verse, like it's that meaningful to me. And so when you think about it and you mm. think about these desires that you have, we have to first realize like God is a good God. Like God cares for us. He loves us. I mean, when we get confused and get off track, we have to remember like he literally sent Jesus, his perfect son to die for us and to 
to you know be raised from the dead, this amazing miracle so that we could have an intimate relationship with Christ. And so first and foremost, realizing there is nothing on earth, even marriage, even you know, getting married to the hottest guy in the world and having like the best sex of your life, you know, that is not the answer. Ultimately, that's only like a, a ref- like a picture or a reflection of like, hey, this is actually like you were made for intimacy, but you were made for an intimacy that's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And that intimacy is that deep, all-knowing, all-satisfying relationship with Christ. So first we realize that like God wants us to know him. And then from there, he wants us to trust him because he wants what's better for us than even we want for ourselves. So when I think of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and I think of trust in the Lord with all your heart, that means every last piece. That means our singleness saying, God, I am so tempted to keep my fists clenched with my own plans and my own dreams and these desires, but I'm going to open up my hands as like an act of surrender. And I'm going to ask you to please help me to trust you with all of my heart, not just a piece of it. And then it says, so trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Like I can tell you friends, like my desires were so strong for marriage that I was like, no, the best plan for me is to get married. And God was like, no, actually it's not because that's not what I have for you right now. And looking back, I can see, wow, God was so right. He, He grew me and he had so many things for me to do as a single. And you know, I, I wanted to miss all that because I just wanted what I wanted, but it's just acknowledging God, I want to trust you. I want to go down the path you have for me. And I know you're not going to show me every step of the way, but I just have to trust you with the next step and then the next step and then the next step. So yeah. that's my encouragement to our sisters listening with that strong desire. You don't have to surrender that desire for the next 80 years and imagine yourself an old maid rocking away in like a you know, rocking chair on the front porch, like I used to do, like my life's going to be miserable. But instead it's saying, okay, God, I know you have me alive and well today. And so I'm going to trust you with this, with today, because that's all I have. And then when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to trust you again with that desire. So don't get distracted by thinking about, you know, the next five years, the next 10 years, the next 20 years, because we don't know what that will hold. Yeah. Just focus on surrendering and trusting God with the desire for today, just a little bit and cry out to God, ask him, say, God, I'm struggling to trust this desire to you. Please help me. Um, so you don't even have to have the strength. Like you don't have to do it all on your own. You can pray and ask God to help you with today and then tomorrow and then the next day and just take it one day at a time. I love that so much of what you were just saying. One of my friends actually told me that years ago too. Her name is Sarah. She um, was saying that like, I'm not really responsible necessarily for being like, okay, like, um, you know, like I, no matter what happens, whenever, like I'm the rest of my life, like, um, I, I don't ever have to get married, but like, no, I just have to trust the Lord for today yes. that I'm not in a relationship today. Like he says, yes. don't be anxious about tomorrow. Today has enough, you know? Um, and so like, I'm trusting him for right now and today and today I'm single. And so how can I glorify the Lord today? Which ties into too. I love what you were saying about how like he is such a good God. And I remember in one season where um, this kind of thing, like relationship wasn't really working out and I was just really kind of confused about it. And I remember the song, um, I think it's Good Good Father, I don't know who it's by, um, came on and it just was a very sweet reminder that like the Lord is a good, good father. Like he cares so deeply even about those aspects of our lives, like our hearts and our relationships and the way we feel loved and all of those things. Like he really does care about that. And so 
if he cares about that so deeply and he is God and he's in control of all things and he is not allowing like this certain relationship or, you know, this thing to happen or whatever, then it's definitely for a reason, you know, and it's for a purpose and it's for something that we can't see right now. Something that, you know, he can see and he sees the future and he goes before us, but like we can't. And so I think that's another reason too why it's so important to be able to trust him because he knows way more and so much better than we could ever know um, about our lives in the future because all we can see and all we're called to think about is today but he really does see the future um Mm -hmm. and I just yeah yeah, I loved too that you were just talking about um how nothing not even marriage which I think we can hold it up that high sometimes um but nothing compares to the relationship that we have with the Lord and nothing compares to the things that he calls us to do in our lives you know um and so I just going off of that like into singleness how would you call women to really live out those single years? Because you said, you know, there's so many things that the Lord had for you to do yeah. in your singleness. And I can say the same for myself. I remember it was right before I actually um, started dating um, my now husband. There was this season and I really just felt like the Lord was like, you know what? Like I've got you. And it was one of the first times when I felt totally, it was like, unabandoned like I absolutely trust the Lord with this aspect of my life and I was so joyful it was just like crazy it was beautiful I even had people coming up to me asking me if I was in a relationship like had a secret boyfriend or something because I just was literally radiating joy but I just was at such peace about it and that's actually when I started she lives purposely was in that season um which is just a really cool like how the Lord really wants to do so much in our lives even before we're, you know, like before we enter anything or if we never enter anything, like he has so much to do in us, so much purpose for every season. So all in all, what would you say to the girl? Like how should she live her life right now in the season of singleness, whether she is, you know, itching for a relationship or whether she's totally content? Yeah, you know, I always go back to, it may be like, oh, the cheesy, but like I first want to get it on the table, not like the, the good Christian answer, like, Jesus for everything. But <laughs> I've been really convicted lately, just, and this is something in every season of life, not just singleness, but the earlier we can learn it, the better. I go back often, and I I think of the passages in Scripture and, like, the Gospels and are surrounding Jesus' life, and I just think of the humility that he had in life. And he was literally Jesus perfect. But think how many times we hear and how, how his posture was. He would often say, like, I have not come to do my own will, but the will of my Father. And even Jesus would go and spend time in prayer asking God, like, okay, I'm here to do your will. And then we also see in Scripture it says that, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and ultimately to give his life up for a, as a ransom for many. So he came literally with this humble posture of saying, God, I'm here to do your will and I'm not coming to be served, but to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think first and foremost for all of us as Christians, like that's got to be the posture of our hearts. And it's so countercultural, like everything in the world, no matter what season we're in, it's telling us like, girl, put you first, you're the boss, you're the queen, like go after what makes you happy, your truth, your life, your yeah. happiness, everything is about propping ourselves up. And Jesus literally came as the exact opposite of that. And he's saying, you know, like when you lose your life, then you will find it. And that's how he created us. You know, he did not create us for self-worship. He did not create us to thrive on self-glory. He created us to have life and value and purpose and true like joy when we, you know, like live like Jesus. And so I think first and foremost, that is the thing that was most helpful for me in those years was just changing the posture of my heart and changing 
the reason for why I was living. Yeah. And that's, that's hard. That's hard to do. But on a practical level, I just want to encourage you, if you're in this season of singleness, like specific ways that you can really learn to thrive and really, um, you know, practically take, make the most of this season. Cause it is unique. I mean, I'll tell you, I am married now with a toddler and it's amazing and a dream. Honestly, I never thought that I would have, but two days ago, my toddler got sick and I literally spent the entire day oh. in bed with him and he was sick and he was literally like throwing up everywhere. And he was a toddler. So we didn't know how to like go to the bathroom and throw up in a bucket. And I would try to help him and he just would get squirmy. And so I'm like, how do you catch throw up with towels? And that's really gross. But that was my reality for the entire day. And I had interviews scheduled and I had plans and I just had to, you know, cancel them all, drop everything. And I was thinking back and I'm like, you know, we need to, instead of always vying for the next season, we need to be grateful and take advantage of the season that we're in. And so for me, I'm like, my life looks different right now because I have a toddler. It looked different when I was in a, a single and I had more flexibility. So I want to encourage you as a single to think of a few things that can help you to thrive. And the first one is to just live all out for Christ. Mm. And that, you know, that's just a, a mindset saying, okay, what is my main goal in life right now? And I want to challenge you to make that living all out for Christ right where he has you specifically in your seasons, whether that's with your family, siblings, at college, um, in the workplace saying, okay, how can I live all out for Christ right now? That's going to be the first step that's going to help you to thrive. And I promise you that it will help you to thrive. Even if you're like, I don't want to do that. Like this, this is how you will thrive as a single. And the second thing that helped me was to intentionally grow in godliness. I had more time because I didn't have a husband. I didn't have kids. And so I really took advantage of reading solid Christian books, of getting a mentor, of getting, you know, super involved in my church, doing things like Bible study fellowship, BSF, going on, you know, service projects, intentionally growing in godliness, because that will be one of the best gifts if you ever get married or just for your future self, growing in your relationship with God growing in godliness is like one of the best gifts you could ever give yourself. Um, and this actually, I'm, it actually all comes from my book, Love Defined. So if you're single and you're like, I want more, it's actually come straight from there, but just a few more practical things that you could do. Um, and this is hard, you know, I'm, I'm very outgoing. I'm like a very extrovert type of person. So I know some of these things I'm like, yeah, do this. And you're like, this is scary. <laughs> um, but one of the things too, is to look intentionally look for opportunities to serve other people. So don't just wait for people to come knocking on your door like, hey, you know, can you come help or can you be a part of this? But, you know, I think the best place is if you're plugged into a, a local church, like definitely do that. Um, but just look for opportunities to serve. And like I said, if it's within your own family, um, if it's at church, volunteering in the nursery, or there's so many opportunities, you know, like I know in my city, I live in San Antonio, there are incredible like Christian ministries for pro-life organizations or for the homeless. Like there's so many ways that you can get involved. So don't wait for someone to come knocking on your door um, and ask you to serve, but intentionally do that. And then I would also say, um, and you can pause this and write these down because I know I'm throwing a lot at you, but these are just specific things. I just have two more that really helped me when I was single. I love um, it. The, the other one was to just embrace and enjoy the unique aspects of that season. Like I talked about, you know, I have a toddler, I have a husband, and they're wonderful gifts, but they change the season. I can't just pick up and go, you know, like I've got to make sure I right. you know, take care of my son full time. Like I can't just leave the house. Like it's either the two of us or none of us, you know? And so look at your season of singleness and say, what are the unique ways that I can enjoy and live and thrive and serve in this season specifically? I have a younger sister and she, um, she's married now, but she, and she got married at 28. Um, and 
and she, for a few years before she got married, she would go to China and serve in the orphanages there mm. for like a month or two months at a time. And that's something that I can't do in this season, you know, like I, I literally can't do that. My husband has, you know, has to work. I have work. I have my son who I care for. So it's like, I can't do that right now, but that's something that I could have done as a single and my sister did in her season of singleness. So there are really cool and unique things that you can do as a single that you can't do necessarily when you're married and vice versa. And then the last thing I would just encourage you, and there's obviously like a million more, and I'm sure Megan, you have like your own list of things that helped you. But the last thing that I would say is just to make sure to expand your community to more than just singles. I know, and it's a problem I know in churches where we can get really siloed, like you've got the kids, then you've got the high school, then you've got the singles, then you've got the, you know, whatever, the young marries and the, and although those can be good things, oftentimes we can not expand our community and not learn and grow from people in different seasons. So I just want to encourage you, if you are single, to make sure that you surround yourself with people who are in different seasons, because we're the body of Christ and we all need each other. And there's so much benefit and learning and growth and help that can come from us befriending one another and just being in community together. So I know I just dumped like a million things on you, but those were things that were super helpful for me. And I'm not perfect. I didn't do everything perfectly, but I'm telling you, like I spent the first, I would count my single years from being like 20 to 30. So I got married at 30. So I would say I spent the first five years not thriving, making marriage Mm. an idol, not, you know, not really enjoying life, devastated if a relationship ended, looking to the next guy. That's why I spent the first like 20 to 25. And then it was after that, that God kind of took me through boot camp. And I started implementing these things. I made Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, like my life first. I prayed it every day. I asked God to change my heart. And I can tell you that it is possible to thrive. God changed my heart. He changed my focus. And I actually loved life as a single. And I loved the life God had for me. And I truly did thrive. And it is possible. And I know, Megan, you hinted at that as well. And so I just want to encourage you, sister, as you're listening, to know that it is possible to thrive. Like, don't think that it's something that we just say like, okay, yes, we can thrive, but we were really miserable. Like it is possible because thriving and joy comes from Christ. It doesn't come from circumstances. So it's possible to do that in any season. And it is possible to do that as a single. I absolutely love every single point that you were just talking about. And it is genuinely just so relatable because I think um, all of those things that you were just saying, especially just like really living your life fully for Christ in that season is so helpful because one, I think it takes, just as you were saying, like the pressure off of or I guess really it kind of turns your eyes from this idol and what makes it an idol and just kind of wanting it so desperately, which I know a lot of um, girls do, I know I did, to Christ and kind of changing your perspective entirely instead of like, this is the ultimate goal too. If that comes along, that's great. But like, I have another ultimate goal I'm living for. And it's so cool too, because in, you know, in Corinthians 7, I think it's 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, but um, Paul is talking about... um, just singleness and which is so powerful if you have not read that definitely do dive in and basically I mean it really is almost like this explicit recommendation (laughs) for singleness um it just is like 100% like he is saying like be single be single be single if you can because and everything that you were just saying 
if you are single, you aren't as anxious for those things like of the world in a sense. Like you're, yeah. you don't have to be like, okay, like did I, you know, almost care enough for this person or like all of those little details. And two, like I can go now and do literally whatever I want for Jesus. Like I can go do anything and I don't need to ask, you know, somebody else, especially if you're like over 18, you know, like I don't have to ask like somebody um, if I can or have permission to if see if they want to do that as well because now I'm bound to that person. Um, like all of these different things, you are free to live for Christ in any which way. And you're also free to live for Christ, obviously, in marriage. And the Lord has different plans for that and ways that that looks. But it does look very different. Um, And so I do, I just fully agree that living your life totally unabandoned for Christ in that season of singleness is powerful. It's so powerful because you don't get that time back. Um, And we spend so much of it striving for the next season. And then a lot of people look back and they're like, oh, like I should have lived that differently. Um, and, and nobody wants to be that person, you know, that looks back and is like, oh, that entire time, you know. Um, so definitely just recommending like live for the Lord um, in that. So on the total flip side, how would you say um, what not to do in your singleness? Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, sadly, I have seen friends, you know, get married and get divorced. And uh, oftentimes it's just like, I just, I, you think that marriage will solve your problems or say it's, you know, say you're struggling with a a sexual sin. Maybe you're struggling, you know, with pornography or masturbation, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I know the enemy can come in and say like, hey, if you were just married, like, or if you were just, you know, able to have sex, all your problems would go more valuable if I had a boyfriend or like I said I must have a boyfriend or husband to be happy or 
the lie that my life doesn't really begin until I get married, um, or I can't be thankful unless I have a boyfriend husband. Um, so those are just examples of lies that you know we're tempted to believe, and obviously Satan never stops. So there are in our sinful hearts, you know, so there are lies we're tempted to believe all throughout our lives. But I would say as a single, really be thoughtful, be prayerful. Don't just coast through life. Um, be vigilant. Like look and say, okay, I, I you know, want to live fully, so I want to be proactive to fight against these lives and proactive to live for truth and to live for Christ. Um, so I guess it's just living with more depth in our life. And like I said, I, you know, my book, Love to Find, I wrote that with my sister Krista while I was single. And so the chapters on singleness really come from a place of like that, you know, that understanding. So if you're like, I want help, I don't know where to go from here, that book will be super helpful for you. But I think it's just, yeah, don't coast through life, live with intentionality, live with purpose, be proactive to fight against those lies. Um, and then I think the best thing you could probably do is to get a mentor in your life, find a godly woman who can pour into you, who can help you to grow spiritually, who can keep you accountable, who can help you to find freedom from sin struggles, um, all of that, because that's only going to help you as you grow older, as you, you know, go into your future. It's, if God has marriage for you, it's only going to serve you better, set you up for, um, you know, just a more joy-filled marriage, um, all of that. So I think there's so much value that comes from being intentional um, in this season. I love it. Yeah, I think that is all just so important. And too, I think I would add and just kind of tying it into um, what you were talking about before, that idea that we definitely need to be living for Christ, but also to make sure that we're not living for ourselves in that season. I think that was something that um, I was really thankful that um, the Lord helped me do in my singleness, just to really be intentional about serving him and not just doing whatever I wanted to do with whoever I wanted, you know, like just, um, and you know, no condemnation at all because we all, we all just do things that we wish we weren't doing, uh, you know, in any season. But I do, I think I just would really recommend too, like if you are single, um, and, you know, I guess, honestly, whatever season of life you're in, like making sure that you are not just living for yourself um, because all of that wastes away. It really does. And if the season that you're in and specifically right now we're talking about singleness, like if the season that you're in is going to have purpose and value and all those things is going to be like eternally worthwhile um then really like we need to be living for christ and not that the lord can't redeem all things and use all things and he is so good to do that but we are called to live for him um so i really would say just like a no no i guess in in this season is really just avoiding kind of living for yourself so um that was just a big thought too um but bethany thank you so much for um talking with me on today's podcast um just about thriving as a single girl and um it's just such an important topic i think because like we said earlier our own like just culture at large and even Christian culture can really put the emphasis on marriage and relationships on us sometimes. And so to have um, almost a different emphasis, I think is really important. And I just so appreciate your wisdom on this topic. Oh, thank you for having me, Megan. I, like I said, it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I just, you know, God has so much for, for our single sisters right now, right where he has you. So I just want to encourage you sister as you're listening to remember that and just to go back and listen to this again share it with a friend yeah um, you know listen to it with a friend so that you can be in it together and be striving towards the same things and just know that 
um, I know both Megan and I were praying for you and praying that God will give you the strength to live for him um, right where he has you. Absolutely. And before we sign off, can you tell us um, just where we can find you and your ministry and, and all of those good things? And like I said, it's the book where I share openly about my journey of singleness and just the struggles, the good, the bad, and just my journey of worry and anxiety and fear and just wrestling over the future. Um, so if you are feeling any of that, that is what I would recommend grabbing of all the resources that I have available. Um, but just go to girldefined.com and you can find all the details on everything. Perfect. I love that. And I can't wait to read that. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. I would love to hear what you thought about the podcast on Instagram at she lives purposefully and to rate and review us wherever you're listening from. It really helps us to serve you guys better and just lets us know what you're thinking and feeling and what you're looking for even. Um, so feel free to do that. And also tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know if it's been an encouragement to you, go and encourage them with it. Thank you so much again for listening. I love you friends.